the more I explain the joke, the funnier it gets. You're right. <laughs> it never gets old. Back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here for episode 136, Emerging Patterns. <laughs> this episode is too hot for literature. I don't even know what that means. Uh, banned in red states? Just red states, or is it hot enough it's banned in blue states too? Uh, I don't think it's that hot. Like, it's, it's caliente, but it's not muy caliente. Muy caliente? <laughs> Muy Isn't that... caliente. <laughs> That's how that goes, right? Muy caliente. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very hot. Very hot. <laughs> very hot. So, yes. Yes, folks. <laughs> you've just exhausted my knowledge of Spanish. Sadly, mine. Well, no, I can. I can say. I can repeat one line from the end of Blue Streak. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Nice. Well, I. <laughs> I. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's like Martin Lawrence, and he steals a diamond, and he hides it in a, a construct, like the air vent of a you know building being constructed, and then he goes to prison, and then we gets out five years later or however long it is. The he goes back to that building. Turns out it was the police station, <laughs> the new police station they were building, and so his diamond. Oh. <laughs> he has to like f I guess fake being a cop or something. I don't remember exactly what happens, but yeah, but he's, he, <laughs> I, I I vaguely remember the plot for this. He's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He gets back I, to the... I. I do. I didn't. I never saw it. Never saw it. But I. This now rings a bell. Yeah, he gets to the. They get to the end of the movie and like they know who he is. They're like, well, we can't arrest you though. And he's like, why? And they look down at the bridge and he's like, just one step over in Mexico. And they're like, you're out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> it's a, nice. So he raises the diamond in his hand. And it says, uh, Tengo el gato incombustible en mis pantalones. <laughs> Which basically means I have a fireproof cat in my pants. <laughs> I have a fireproof cat in my pants. Oh my God, that's awesome. I've said that I've said that to a number of my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And I, I basically got the nickname El Gato at work for a little while. Because they thought it was hilarious. Because nice. you were caught on having a fireproof cat in your pants. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. The one that I repeat and can do well is Sermene, Ser Centavos, por favor. Which because is. I think it's keep your hands and legs inside. I'm not sure. <laughs> because when you're standing in line at Disneyland for the Matterhorn, of course it's Disneyland. For decades, you know, this is a high speed bobsled ride. Keep your hands and arms, hold on to that, that, that all this, and, you know, Sermene. And then the Spanish would come, Sermene, Ser Centavos, por favor. <laughs> and, uh, you, you can identify other folks that are big Disneyland fans because that starts and they'll finish it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that, you know. Okay. Back to the episode. Into the actual episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the park. We're mm -hmm. in Yolespan. We're there for there, a pleasant sure. picnic, but there is no picnicking. This is terrible. There's no picnicking. I mean, there's like five people dead. And yet, okay, this happens later on, right? Five people died in this attack. The population number has not moved. Yeah, well, that happens when you're in a city of undead. <laughs> oh, 
Because I'm like, that's he. Alex says the um, the population number later on, and I'm just like, that's the same. Sorry, trying to same number. My own tongue. Yeah, I'm like, that's the same number you said in the beginning, and you just said earlier five people have died. It's like you you should you should pay attention and lower well, or raise the number as needed. Or you know they aren't really dead. Mm. This is all an act to get the the PCs to do what they want to do what Marina wants. All these poor uh, people are dead. All these poor people, please help us. <laughs> now I got to go look something up real quick. Okay. So, you know, hang in there because, ah, errand of mercy. That's what it is. So this reminds me, this a possible way that this is not Tarbafon. Oh. It, and this is a train of thought here, but it because you said the population number hasn't moved, mm-hmm. which made me think, well, Alex is just being a jerk and saying a population number and then saying the exact same one, knowing that we're going to be doing the math along the episodes uh-huh. and wondering what in the hell he's meaning, which of course will spin more conspiracies and whatnot. But one of the possibilities here is that they're not actually gone because they're all energy anyway. I mean, in that, in the, you know, hitting Star Trek and you got to remember the, the episode, Aaron to mercy, you know, Kirk and Spock are sneaking around in this place and the Klingons have landed and they're at war with the Klingons. And then, you know, they end up in the council chamber and they can hear the Klingon disruptors. Uh, we've just slaughtered so many of your citizens. You know, I assure you, Captain, no one is dead. It has one of my favorite speeches, monologues of all time, because Kirk gets ripping into it. And then, bam, the guy just yanks the carpet out from under him like mid-rant. And it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know why I, I like that. But he gets he gets ripping up and he's going. And then it just woof, pulls it right out from under his feet. And he's all, oh, yeah, you got me. Kind of a thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're not actually dead because they're, you know, weren't alive the same way we are in the first place. Now, I mean, okay. for Galarian, that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> I'm thinking it could mean this whole city's under Tarbafon's control. Ah, uh, it's kind of a stretch, but maybe. Think, think, think it out here. The dragon took over Tumbaha Mountain and has made no forays from the mountain at all. Okay. The they sent their best warriors and they have not returned. Okay. They they sent the dragon, a and snack. that was weeks before the PCs arrived. Right. Dragon okay. was hungry. But, right. <laughs> but so that the dragon's sitting there and doing nothing, just twiddling, twiddling her thumbs. Nessie's just twiddling her thumbs. Dragons have thumbs. Twiddling her thumbs. Why? And the only answer could to me is because Yolisban is all undead and under the control of uh, Tarbafon. I mean, that would fit the population number not dropping. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. <laughs> Which means think, the only it... <laughs> people alive are in the Blue Gardens, which means this is a zombie apocalypse movie, and our PCs are not the heroes at all. And I don't mean they're not acting like the heroes. I don't mean they're they're falling from, you know, heroicness. I mean, they're just side characters that aren't even really alive. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I think this is your most outlandish theory yet. Really? I think the so. The most outlandish? Ah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just playing off your. You said the population number didn't drop, and I'm trying to come up with a reasonable explanation for how that's the reasonable case. a while back. <laughs> no, I think this is quite reasonable. I'm supposed to be imagining a world where gods exist, magic is thrown about daily, dragons are around, and you're telling me one little city of undead is impossible. I mean, statistically, there when was they already, already have one. one? Yeah. And Geb? 
I mean, and if you do it once, you can do it twice. It's the first rule of government spending, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, first, second, and third rule. (laughs) Because if you can do it once, you can do it twice. Okay, so maybe. But let's go back to the excitement of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, we're only 11 minutes in. Yeah. Hey, Hey, this is, you know, we're doing good. Yeah. Good stuff. This is this is peak Dyson salt. <laughs> peak Dyson salt, exactly. And now we're going to refocus on what's important: that the attack in the park that left five dead that didn't register on the population counter. Right. Okay. Which is either Alex messing with us or Lord Richter's right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you pick which one you want, folks. You decide. <laughs> But very clearly, the attack in the park is not related to Umbarno and the Blue Gardens, Mm-mm. where the soul goggles of Mariana are la- located. You know, the place Tarbafon needs so he can make more, uh, you know, shards to uh, blast the world with radiant fire. I mean, nuclear apocalypse. I mean, radiant fire. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I, I, or is this I, more like the Genesis device? You lost me on that that reference. What what is the which one? The Star one Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. There's scientists in an isolated lab, and they have created a device they call the Genesis device. Okay. So if you find a barren world and you fire this torpedo at it, it hits the world, explodes, and it creates life. It starts life on this planet. So the the gist of it is they they're in a, a, a remote research uh, laboratory. And they have this device, and it just occurred to me that radiant fire, when it nukes everything, it also spews this bizarre vegetation everywhere. <laughs> Which, right? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Which would make it like the Genesis device in Wrath of Khan. And the thing is, if you fire the Genesis torpedo at a planet that's alive and has a you know an ecosystem and all that stuff, it destroys when it hits the planet and explodes, not exploding the planet, but exploding mm-hmm. all over the planet. It destroys all life that's there and, you know, does a new thing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's kind of what radiant fire does, right? I mean, it blows everything up, melts everybody that's in the way. And then when you come back to it after the, you know, the danger and the blast is done, it's like, you know, vines and icking plants and creepiness but it's, you know, all very lush and all yeah. very green and all very alive. <laughs> it's it's definitely alive. I, mm. a- anyway, <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm just saying. So, you know, maybe maybe he's not actually, you know, trying to cause a nuclear apocalypse. Maybe he's just like, you know, Khan and the Klingons trying to use the Genesis device to destroy, but yet reshape. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I always... <sighs> I don't I don't know what his ultimate goal would be. I would imagine, right, his And which his are you referring to? Tarbathon. His ultimate okay. goal, I would imagine, is always to get more power, right? Like I, I just assume that would be his ultimate goal. And so I don't even know I what thought he expressed that he wanted to wipe out all life on Galarian so it would be just undead. I mean maybe, but I thought he said something like that. Or maybe that was something we picked up from Alex. I don't know. Maybe that's like some if he did like the easiest way to go about that would to get more power so you could affect more. I I hear you. I guess I don't know. I just I'm I'm not sure what his plan is. So I'm really confused. Actually, I I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) I I do. Well, fortunately for you, I know where I'm going for this. Okay. With this, please bring me home. Which is straight back to the episode 
And the fact that in the face of this activity and the party turns to Mariana and says, oh my God, this has got to be related to the Blue Gardens. <laughs> and the response that she gives when she gaslights the party, because she gaslights the party. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah, no. If it was, it was three Weirwood events, then I would believe the Blue Gardens are the source. <laughs> Two to do to do, trundling home, trundling home, trundling home. And there's another Weirwood incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... She doesn't say, okay, I believe that the Blue Gardens are the source of that. She just says, Tiablith, you were right. The Blue Gardens are definitely the prime suspect. <laughs> After first yeah. saying, I would believe the Blue Gardens are the source if it was three events. Then I get a third event, but no, no, I can't give that to you. Yeah. Can't do that. I, mean, I can't look like I don't know what I'm doing. I, I figured she, she lived in Yolisban and not Osirio, but, you know. I'm making a denial joke badly. No, no, I think it's a good denial joke. <laughs> and uh, and the fact that she lives in Zapotal, which is very clearly Mesoamerica, mm-hmm. and has, you know, pyramids and temples, they had all kinds of, you know, their own mummies and bodies stuff. Right. Just but they a don't different have... season of seasoning, so Right, but the whole thing is is the joke is the Nile River, not not the mummies. No, I get the Nile River. <laughs> I get your denial. Yeah. You're in the denial. The more I explain the joke, the funnier it gets. You're right. <laughs> It never gets old. But yeah. So I hope we soon get to the finale. What? <laughs> oh, f- finale? Finale. The final. Finale. Final. Oh, Come okay. on. Man, can, you know, if I'm going to uh, do bad <laughs> puns to pick up your stuff, you got to appreciate it, Toast. <laughs> it's not that I didn't appreciate it. It's that most of the time they smack me in the face and I don't understand what just happened. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, this to me is, is the simulacra of Tarbathon slow rolling the party and playing the bumbling incompetent do-gooder because uh-huh. clearly she's helpless and lost well if only it was three then I'd have a pattern oh look it's three but that doesn't mean it's a pattern it just seems like a pattern and looks like a pattern I mean feels like pattern Uhtred had a pretty sweet attack and critical hit I like oh, that we're mo- oh we're moving into combat now where they they have to well, fight I, you they're, know- they're down a member and they still have to fight because our They're genus down a member is, and they still have to fight. Our genus is our genus and he leaves. Uh, it really doesn't matter when uh, Thalias puts out 170 points of damage per round. <laughs> so, I mean, like. Yeah, that was gross. That was disgusting. And I loved it. <laughs> just, I like how he's like, oh, I just, I hit this thing real hard and it's still standing good on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Good on it. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> But yeah, oh, man. Bane shovel is is great. So at least Tiablith will help, you know, with that. Other than that, he'll stand by and be like, "Oh, if they come near me, I'll shoot them." Which I thought was yeah. I'll just I'll just shoot them and Tia keep Blith. them in play in front of the uh huh that nasty shovel. Yeah. Good lord. But yeah, I didn't. We go and back then we to, jump back in time. Yeah, I heard Tarda's noise to our genius rushing to his job. Yeah, and I love how Forcente says, "If it was three weirwood events, then I would believe there's a pattern." <laughs> And but, then again, there's the what? Not enough for a pattern. But he doesn't get a third one. We get we get a loud crash, and he a absolutely board. does get a third one because he gets a creature. Yeah, Screwed but it's a not a beast. It's Call him smoke. A, it's the twigs have the city. The twigs have taken the city. But which gang? The age? I don't know. Yeah, we need we need to figure out which gang is taking the city. Probably the southeast fire twigs. <laughs> the burning branches. Burning forever. Southside kindling. Exactly. 
Exactly. I don't know, man. I'm I'm partial to splinters of blood. Splinters of blood. We're bloods, man. <laughs> that takes me to it. That actually brings me to another one of another favorite line, and, of- and this one is is potentially much more obscure. I don't know if you remember the Batman animated series in the '90s. I love that series. Late '80s, '90s. It introduced like um, one of my favorite DC characters, which is a basic pick, but. Harley Quinn is great. I, Harley Quinn was, uh, I think, was before that. Nope. She, I think she was her, in the comics. Nope. Her very first appearance was on the animated show. Really? Yes. Wow. That wasn't the first one they did then. Because um, because they also had uh, the backstory for Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the DC Universe backstory for Mr. Freeze is the one from the animated. That's their official. That's his was official. His official backstory. I mean, pending any crazy time travel universe resetting crap they've done yeah. since then. Nope. But uh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> no, her first appearance was the animated series episode Joker's Favor on September eleventh, nineteen ninety two. Her official canon comic appearance wouldn't come until nineteen ninety nine, which is weird. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's a big gap. Anyway, now that I've pulled us completely off the rails, and most of that will well, get not cut out. not really because <laughs> because we were talking about the gangs, we were talking about the you know splinters of blood, bloods forever, man, and the animated series spawned several other animated series. The one I'm thinking of is Batman Beyond, and in the very opening episode of that, the guy that will become the new Batman, Terry McGinnis, ends up getting chased by jokers right the gang. because joker's gone but there's a gang of him of his now right and they chase him to wayne manor and uh they end up in a face-off and they're all out of our way old man we're jokers and he's like yeah right but that's that's <laughs> another one of my favorite uh, gang thing right you got the gang we're really tough yeah i, right. I, I see the connection <laughs> but yes in my head it was the same voice and everything Mm-hmm. Bruce Tim, no Kevin Kevin Conroy. Splinters of Blood, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love that animated stuff. They the people that did that, they really loved the characters and the universe. Yeah, and they, I think it was like the same group of folks that did the Superman animated. Oh yeah, it was and all then Bruce did Tim. the Justice League. Yeah, Bruce Tim's did pretty much all of that. It was actually, it was super fantastic. I mean, I am not a big DC fan. I've known some of the characters and some of the stuff, but I really, really liked this and really got into it. I wish they would do more of that. Have you, okay, we're completely off the rails here. Again, have you not seen a lot of the DC animated movies that they do? Because they are fantastic. Like Marvel does good live action, you know, for their movies, whereas DC live action movies are like, wow, that's... That's bad. But the DC animated stuff is just fantastic. Yeah, I don't I don't have the same love of the animated movies as I do for the animated stuff that you know I was just talking about. Yeah, the, the show. But I will say this. I watched the Flash movie recently. <laughs> and I love the crap out of it. Oh, it wasn't a I was just it was a fun movie. It's a totally fun movie. It's and it's like the Flash. It has that, you know, it's, it's you know, more positive and not, you know, dark or whatever. I mean, it, it just, it was great. And I just loved all the 
the tie-ins that they had. It was just phenomenal. Right. Anyway, you're right. Now we've really slipped the we're slipped we're the leash so there. we're so far off the rails on this episode. We've got Blue Streak and DC Animation. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think I'm seeing a pattern emerge. <laughs> no, no. We'd have to get a this third episode, thing. With third thing, we need a third we, slip we off the rails. A, we would need a third okay. thing to get out to get a pattern going. Otherwise, get a pattern. It's just right. a coincidence. So we have to slip off the rails again. It's it's All right, total so let's see how long it takes us. I mean, there's not much left. Well, you know, the age of Umbarno <laughs> has begun. We oh know right. That. Oh yeah. No, I caught that. The 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 square that this porcine thing, as Alex called it, the the boar. Yep. Yep. And they they, into... they bust up the the wooden toy soldiers. <laughs> I, I I put down the wooden toys wooden toy soldiers swept aside like the kindling they are. <laughs> and I'm all nice loot. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. They were like they were pretty stacked for little, you know, stick figures. Right. I mean they they're actually in a place they could just pick it up and sell it, so That's right. And and the market will be good because there's a a shortage. Yes. I was I was trying to think not shortage, but uh like when you have a glut of incoming but the opposite of a glut. I don't know. Shortage is the word, but I was thinking of a synonym. No, synonyms sound alike. Right. Uh, okay. Scarcity? Yeah, doing? something like that. Sparseness? Yeah, I was looking for a... Deficiency? Uh, there you go. Now you're getting into good words. Um, Somebody looked in a thesaurus. I did. That's exactly what I did. I, I need to point out, though, that at the end of this episode, what has happened? Uh, and it's... The party has now been forced to go to the Blue Gardens of Talil, and Morena cannot can no longer wait for law and due process. Did she gotta ask get those them to soul, go? Soul sight goggles, huh? Did she ask them to go directly, or did she just say they were? Oh crap! A suspect? I can't remember. I just thought she said they were a suspect. I, I don't remember her asking them to go there directly. I don't know, man. She she walks right up to the line and then stops. Right. But that's what And then acts like she does. You know, the implication is go get it for me, but oh no, I'm not I never ask said you that. To go get I never said <laughs> That's yeah. right, Lex Luthor. That's right, Red Skull. I mean, let's start naming off bad guys that do that same thing. <laughs> that's like that's right, Lady Toast Dice. <laughs> No, my my dice are out for blood, and they don't care whose they get. That's true. That's true. I no, I don't think I don't think he picked the. He might have. I forget. I sent I sent several sets at once, and one of the sets was the purple and green Joker colors, and I'm not sure if that's the set that Alex took. I think Matt might have taken that one, but I just think it would be funny if if Alex had the Alex's set of toast dice were Joker the Joker colors. dice. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Matt took those. Hmm. I don't know. But yes, I I'm... I do know one other thing though. As of this moment, something you learned. We've gone just off now. the rails three times now. <laughs> I you know maybe three like, times it's... now. We've got a pattern. This episode is certainly suspect. It... I know. Let's just <laughs> gaslight like Mariana. <laughs> and uh... I mean, we've been talking about the episode this whole time. Like I don't know what any of our listeners uh... have been listening to, but we haven't strayed at all. You're crazy. <laughs> I know we've had very very thoughtful parallels we've drawn. I know, like you know, tapping the creative. Uh, what is it? Zeitgeist. Vain. Yeah. So you know we've been uh, we've been all over this. Yeah. Although I I'm looking forward. I have to say that the very 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 last thing we see in the episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> is the bard from the arena. Mi amigos. Mi amigos! <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I am so looking forward to that. 
I can't decide if it's, uh, I can't decide who, who it is. You know, what I'm seeing in my head. Am I seeing Jack Black mm. in his, you know, luchador? Am I seeing, uh, I, I got to remember now who the other one was, but there's, there's another one that was, that's in my head, but there's, there's several of these characters and I haven't decided who exactly it is yet. Well, maybe you can figure it out I'm, next week when you get more than just Well, maybe next week Alex will tell us. <laughs> Mi amigo. Yeah. Alex, who's your Mi Amigos dude? Your bard? Who's it based off of? Tell us. Ooh, throw that out there. Just toss it out there. Tell us. Inquiring listeners want to know. Tell us. They all do. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to take us out. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have anything else for this one? Because I'm a little... I mean, we can go back to talking about... No, I think that's it. I mean, I, honestly, it to me, it feels like we've stalled as much as we can stall. Right. Like the AP has allowed enough stallage and has now well, said, okay, these events have happened. You really need to go to the Blue Gardens. And yet, I guarantee you it won't be... Th- there'll be at least two episodes before they do. Because the next one, they're going to fight the pig. And then they're probably going to have to take care of a couple of things between then. And I'm sure there'll be some sort of delay. So I... It, this is what one thirty six. It'll be one thirty eight before they even get started going. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter, and I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. And it, the but planet just will exploded the planet. You don't explode the planet. It impacts <laughs> said, on the planet. You said, blow the you planet said, up. no, you said you shoot it at the planet and it explodes. <laughs> you did not. I did say which... it explodes. <laughs> the context of that was that my, it was the torpedo, not the planet. My bad for using pronouns. Now I will be more precise. You look at, you know, a planet that is a chunk of rock. You fire Senor Torpedo at it. Senor Torpedo hits the planet and Senor Torpedo explodes all over the planet. (laughs) Anyway. Please continue. I'm having a blast.